Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. What I tell you, okay? All right. This decade is gonna be the decade of the Vols. You got yes, Rid it dit to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, December 2nd. It feels like the December 2nds you hear about in Christmas movies. It is cold as balls outside. It is cold. It was cold last night, too. It's very cold. But I, I actually don't mind the cold, so I'm not that upset about it. I just want to note that it is cold. I hate the cold. I hate playing football in it. <laughs> I hate being in it. It just it sucks. Yeah, the people trying to sell their Florida tickets this weekend, uh, with the way the team is playing and with the way the weather is looking, <laughs> I don't know how they expect to sell them. Yeah, and then somebody offered me the tickets, and I was like, okay, how much? Just like, Just to see. I, right. didn't, I didn't really want to go to the game. I'll Just to see. $100 each. <laughs> yeah. You can shove that somewhere. It's one thing getting beat by Florida in extremely hot September afternoons. And it's another thing in a really, really frigid, cold December. So, Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, don't, don't prefer it. Don't, wouldn't like it. It is Wednesday. We are getting to watch an NFL game. That's weird. Yeah, and Weird the things. Steelers aren't covering, so that's <laughs> great. Dude, for the Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens are depleted as crap, and you are beating them by five. You should be ashamed. I haven't watched, but I'm I'm going to imagine the game plan was similar to the Saints game plan versus the Broncos. It was, we're just going to get out of here as fast as possible. But it's weird, the game's going to go on a total, like a full four hours. So it's not like they got out of there super fast. So, right. I mean, I don't, yeah. It's, uh, There's been a lot of injuries, a lot of field goals. It's just been gross. Hey, Big Ben could get the backdoor cover it's, here. I don't know why you're d- doubting him. It's another like primetime game that's just... Primetime games suck. Terrible. Is this prime, is a Wednesday Wednesday afternoon, not even evening. Is a Wednesday 340 game primetime now? I guess. <laughs> Everybody working from home? <laughs> Everybody's in front of their TVs now? <laughs> yeah. Everything's primetime, baby. Everything. It's like everybody just quit work today to watch this I terrible game. Thankfully, yeah, that was good. <laughs> no, that was a good decision on my part. Uh, we are going to talk about Tennessee football. We got some team news for you. Um, not so good team news. Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> basketball. Basketball's coming back next week. Thank God. Oh. December 9th, UT Martin in Thompson Bowling Arena coming back. There has been Lady Vols basketball. So you you do you you uh, you have still had that. Uh, they beat ETSU last night. And uh, make sure you're following Volunteer Roadshow, uh, Lexus Hornbuckle and uh, Maria on that show after games. Uh, I got to watch a little bit. Of, didn't get to watch or listen to the game last night. Got to watch that. Kept me up to date. It was great stuff. Make sure you're checking out Volunteer Roadshow for that. We've got our Florida preview and some recruiting news. Again, some not so good news about recruiting. So We'll talk about it. I guess the good news is is that it was left open-ended 
And we'll, we'll get into that. It wasn't 100% gone kind of deal. Right. I, I mean, we know how that typically goes, but that that was that's the the situation. So, and then we're gonna preview college football this week. Got some locks for you. Ooh, got some locks. I didn't get your locks last week. Good, good thing you didn't get them. You would have lost money last. I lost money last week on my locks. I was so. I was gonna bet your locks too, so I'm I'm glad you didn't relay yeah, them yeah, to I, me until it was too late. I'm still like seventy some odd percent on locks, so that's good. So if you follow all my locks, you're winning. You're in the mm. yeah. You're in the you're in the money. You're in the green. Out. Yeah, that's all. That's all you're trying to do is stay in the money. That's yep. it. So you're good. We're fine there. Uh, then we've got our NFL power rankings, and then our jumbotron, and our stupidities and epidemic. I haven't seen a whole like too too much stupid stuff that I can blame. You know, that's easy to call out. I got two. Got I have two. two this week. Yeah. The stupid's been lesser lately. Well, not really. Just some stuff I don't want to talk about because it's that stupid, so I, I avoid it. Yeah, that's true. That's a good <laughs> point. Yeah. Like the both both sides of the Vandy kicker thing, I'm so put out with. Like I, I just did you see the release today? Hmm. Like I think it's a really really cool thing that happened. That, yeah. Like, there's a female. Like she gets that opportunity to play. She's taking that opportunity, but it was listed as a perfectly executed kickoff and it's like i'm sure it was you know she did a good job they were trying to get them to down the ball and not return it but it's like let's not make it something you know like it was a good kick let's not act like it was this amazing well, accomplishment a specialist player of the yeah so she got a, she got another award today and then the other like I, that's why i'm with both sides then the other side of it is acting like you know just Idiots, and it's so annoying. Like Clay yeah. Travis and his little minions, it's terribly the annoying. Corona Bros. Yeah, the Corona, the the, <laughs> the opposite of Corona Bros. It's been, an, it, yeah, it's been incredibly annoying. And I don't even follow him. I don't even follow him. He comes up, I'm gonna have to mute him. Like, I thought man. he was one of those guys that just thought the coronavirus ended on November fourth. It did end. On, you do not hear? Apparently, allegedly. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get into this show. Before we do that, though, Landon's gonna tell you about our sponsors. Also, tell us where you're listening from. Big geography guys over here. So let us know where you're at. Yeah, also drop in those questions. I'm on Facebook. Caleb's on YouTube. I think we're back on... Let me check it. I think we're back we're on, on YouTube. YouTube. I'll try to get... And I, Twitter. I so go go do that. Um, give us some questions. We will get to them. We have a spot for them in the show, but if we don't get to them um, right away, we'll get to them at that point. Guys, go check out our sponsors, Hound Dogs, Tennessee Tap House, and Blue Water Climate Control. It's getting cold, so contact Blue Water Climate Control for all of your HVAC needs. Let's get into this. Let's do it. Let's get passionate, man. What, right. what do we need to do to be passionate? Just yell. Like, well, I feel like Just, I yelled the entire like first forty minutes of last we're show. Upset, and we didn't do it for like a week. So, like, all of our emotions. Am I sitting lower than you? I feel like I am. I feel like I'm looking up, and I'm shorter than you, so that may be part of you it. You can adjust the chair. I, I've never adjusted this chair. I don't know what's happened. Did you switch these on me? Did you, did you switch these chairs on me? I'm doing the Dwight. Is that what you did? <laughs> the gym where I just do like one little thing to throw you off at a time. I had no idea. This is, feels weird. This feels weird. I, I don't know what to do. I don't do it in my hands. Did you, did you switch them? No. Oh, okay. I'm, I, just, I did lower it. Did you? Yeah, I did. How do you lower it? It's on the side. I'm, we might be have to do this. Oh, there it is. It's like back. It's yeah, like almost it's in the back. Yeah, I definitely felt like I was sitting lower. 
like looking up at you. Okay, uh, it's like the key thing that Jim does. To yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Okay, it just I like I felt it earlier, and then as we started really talking, and I was really looking at you, I was like, I'm definitely sitting lower than normal. There's a guy at work, Dave. You know Dave. I know Dave. Um, so he goes by this guy's desk every pre coronavirus. Um, would go by his desk and just um, you could lower the the rest, arm, yeah, the armrest, and he would lower them every single day. Oh, that would drive me nuts. And he like they'd be fixed the next day, and he and the guy never knew because he's always gone before us. So that, I would I would hate Dave. Dave <laughs> seems like a good guy, but I would hate him if, if, I, if that was me. So not good look, Gabe. Not and Landon just ratted you out. So yeah. <laughs> so Landon, if, if the guy is like. That son of a... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, team news. We, we also got Chris listening from Lawrenceville, Georgia. Great to have you in. But West Tennessee, my heart. That's right. Mylan. 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 All right, team news. Team news. So we'll start with kind of the team now is some of them are kind of out due to... Contact, well, contact, contact tracing. tracing. So he said there's about 16 out for contact tracing. Um, one quarterback, I think they've only had, uh, one test positive. Yeah. And that was, I think last week. Yeah. I don't think that was recent. So we have one quarterback out. It looks like it's JG. He's not practicing. So he's not practicing. He he hasn't been practicing. That's the, the, okay. So apparently he's been in quarantine. So, well, according to Jeremy Pruitt, then he shouldn't start on Saturday. Exactly. That, that would be my first point. It's like, he hasn't practiced. So how can he play a game. He did mention in the teleconference that um, Harrison Bailey would play on Saturday uh, to be determined amount. Right. They haven't determined that. So maybe that means he's starting. I don't know. I mean, right? I don't know. I'm with you. Yeah, it's like you... Harrison Bailey hadn't been starting this year because he hadn't had enough time to practice with the team. If he's been practicing all week and JG hadn't, I would yes. hope I would hope against a really good Florida team, you're doing your best to implement a really really good game plan. So hopefully that means you got to play the quarterback that's been prepared this week. I would think. Yep. So I mean, if if JG does start, then Jeremy Pruitt looks like an idiot for all of his practice quotes throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think so. I would think if he had, if he can't practice all week. <clears throat> I mean, it's Wednesday. You're not really doing anything else. Hayes in the barn. You're not really doing anything else this week. He you did, got one more practice tomorrow. He did mention some Probably guys lighter. played some snaps when they've been out for a while. I think he mentioned Warren Burrell and Jalen McCullough did it earlier this season. I expect, regardless, JG to play at some point on Saturday. I'll say that. Unless Harrison Bailey just comes out and shocks the world. But does, will he even get that opportunity? I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah, because like they're not gonna they're not gonna put him out on the field and just let him loose, right? It's it's gonna be a short leash, right? Which doesn't make sense. So he throws one bad pass. <clears throat> Who knows? You know that's another thing I was frustrated with. I don't want to go too bad off on a tangent, and I don't think Brian Maurer looked good against Arkansas. But you put him in, and you're putting him in situations to. I mean, it seemed like he threw the ball just about every other down that he was in. Yeah, and I mean, I think. Everybody's criticism of JG, they're still going to say, I mean, Brian Maurer's not a better passer than JG. Yet, you put him in the game against Arkansas. Yeah, you had to go score. You did. But you set him up for failure again. You're not putting your quarterbacks in great situations. JT Shrout, his 
one drive against Kentucky. Yeah, did you see the guy that commented to my tweet yesterday? I don't know if I did. Um, I'm sure I did, but you're going to have to refresh my memory. But I, I just don't know if the coaches have been putting the players in great situations to make great plays all the time. I don't I don't know if that's the case. I'm not confident in it. So I'm not doing this as a stupidity because I don't want to hate on anybody that <laughs> listens to our show. But they did say Pruitt loves a player that gives him his all. That's what he sees in JG. It's his last season. I heard about six-year season eligibility, and this season really doesn't count. Why not let G- JG play? But why? how do you know Harrison Bailey isn't giving his all? If that's your argument, how do you know? You don't. Right. I, I just like I just replied because he's throwing it to the other he's giving that, he's I gifting did, the yes. other team points. I did see that reply. Yeah, I mean I yeah it's, that like, too. Christmas is early to opposing teams. He's literally right. like just throwing out gifts. Right. We I mean we can talk about giving your all for Tennessee, and that's a great thing that, you know, a lot of especially the guys in the locker room are gonna respect. But there's guys on scout team that I'm sure give their all for Tennessee every single day, and they're never gonna touch the field. Why? Because they're just not good enough. That's the way the world works. You can do your best, and sometimes your best isn't enough. Thank you for trying your best. That's all we ask. It just wasn't enough. We're going to go to the next. We're going to try something else. Yeah. It's just the way it works. And it's 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 not like we just – we're tired of seeing JG because of the mistakes he makes on the field. It, yeah. it has nothing to do with his character or anything like that. It's just yeah. – you're just not playing good enough. Right. And, then, I mean, some fans are very, very, very frustrated because it seems like Jerry Pruitt's never even going to make the change. Um, and then some people are just dicks and take that out and attack JG personally. Um, but it is kind of like ironic that Butch Jones was saved by Josh Dobbs, and it looks like Jeremy Pruitt could lose his job because of JG. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I, I I don't think he loses his job though. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the forty when we, when we preview the forty game. But I, I mean, I don't think it's imminent or anything. We talked about that on Sunday. I don't yeah. think it's imminent. That's why I'm like, I think they're. There's definitely a path to it, and I'm just hoping and praying it doesn't lead to that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, nobody wants that to happen. We know we know there has to be an, some kind of implosion, and no one should want that to happen because no. you're you're building from the ground up at that point. Yeah. Now, if the AD, the administration, president were willing to pull the trigger earlier, then I might be asking for it. You know, something kind of bad to happen. They're, but they're not, and I mean, kind of understandably so. Kind of. I mean. I still wish athletic departments wouldn't let it get to rock bottom before. I mean, every athletic department in the country just about does that. They let it get to rock bottom before they pull the trigger. Thankfully, most of these places can get out of rock bottom faster than Tennessee ever has or ever will, apparently. Right. So. Um, and the last thing, I do want to mention he did say Harrison Bailey would play on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he played against... Arkansas, and he he said this on Monday. It was like he's good. It was good to get him live reps against Arkansas, Kentucky, and um, who else did he play against? Auburn, Auburn. But I'm like, then why wasn't he given? He should have been put in a better situation. And if you wanted to see him get live reps, I don't think any. I don't think. I don't think anyone knows how to handle the QB situation, and that's really unfortunate because, like, you, we've talked about it. That would not fix the season. Like, you know, it wouldn't just be the perfect fix, but it would fix a lot of issues. Oh, yeah. I mean, people would be a lot more, like, lenient toward losing. 
No one wants to lose. No one wants to lose. But, I mean, well, I don't know. I think it would be the way you lose. If you lose by 30, 20, 21, or whatever it was to Kentucky, everyone would still be really, really upset regardless of who's starting at quarterback. So you would still have to compete in those situations. But I think most people believe you would compete in those if you had a better quarterback. Right. So, Or if you just had a quarterback that didn't turn the ball over so many times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that should be the case with Harrison Bailey from everything we've seen. I mean, J.G., we know at least accounted for 14 of Kentucky's points. So, you could, yeah. I mean, it. it's disappointing. So, I mean, no matter how many mistakes J.G. makes, it seems like he's always going to have a chance to play. Yeah. But it's like, Pruitt, the more and more you lose, the less of a less likely you're going to be here in the future. Right. Uh, Voldemort said, breaking, Tennessee has accepted a bid to the practice bowl. Also team news, Pruitt said that Tennessee would, Tennessee's been bowl eligible uh, just as long as every other team in the country. So I think that's something important to note. Um, and yeah, he did say that they would accept a bowl, regard, bowl bid regardless of record. I'm not, sh- are we supposed to pretend we're shocked? That's my thing. Yeah. You get extra practices while, I mean, Sure, it's not fun. Nobody's going to care. But as far as a team goes, as far as as a coach goes, you get a bunch of more free practices. Yeah, especially after this year, you're probably going to take them. So, and no, you get it's a then you get like an incentive. I'd imagine. I mean, you yeah, win. you do get a bonus, but I'd, surely this year with every team making it, it's going to be different. Surely, <laughs> yeah, you don't get that big. Of a surely, um, let's see. Oh, we also got a question here. Well, we have a note. We're talking about JG, so we'll note that real quick. Chris said, if you had JG come off the bench last year and you went 6-0, and why not implement that strategy this year? I've been saying that for four or five weeks now. He plays better off the bench anyways. What the hell do you have to lose by starting a different guy? You don't. If he's mentally tough enough to do it, which sounds like everybody thinks he is, sounds like he is, do it. If he comes off the bench, if Harrison Bailey doesn't starts and doesn't play well against Florida – JG comes out and plays really, really well. No one is going to be mad at you for starting Harrison Bailey. So just pull the trigger. Just yeah. pull the trigger. It's that simple. Again, just make it easier look, on yourself, man. Look how happy everybody was with JG after South Carolina. Yeah. And he didn't play exceptional. And just that, do it. And no one really – like, you you won the game against Indiana. JG played terrible. Yeah. But he came off the bench, and you won the game. So no one really cares. Yeah. In fact, I, th- I would say more people were happy with him than mad at him. Right, yeah. So. No one really remembers how bad he played because you won. Yep, just win. Winning fixes everything. Uh, and then we've got from Voldemort as well. And we'll get finish up some team news, but I like this question because it's, would you rather be bad or okay? If Mark Rick wanted the job, would you take him next season? You'd go eight and four. <laughs> Nine and three. You wouldn't yeah. win. <laughs> and then you'd still have a couple of rests. It it. It would be an up. I mean, golly, I don't know how you could be mad at a Mark Rick hire, unless he just was perfect. Was he? Unless he was in like a vacuum of success at Georgia, because he did go to Miami and it wasn't great. God, could you imagine that slap in the face to Pruitt <laughs> after he literally punched, punched. <laughs> Mark Rick? Uh, so let's see. If you've got so, I mean, Miami. When did he go to Miami? Four years ago? Three years ago? How long was that? Like five or six. Was Miami in a worse spot then than Tennessee's in now? I would think. I would think. That, I mean, they'd probably be similar spots. Yeah. 
I mean, I, it, it would probably show a lot more if the ACC wasn't so bad. Yeah, like it, it's probably easier to win in Miami than it is Tennessee. Right. Yeah, probably so. Okay, just curious. All right, other team news because there is some more left before we move on. Yeah, so uh, when it rains, it pours. Um, and then Tennessee got some more bad news yesterday with Kevon Bennett getting dismissed by the team. Was supposed to meet with the media at 1 o'clock and gets pulled over and arrested at 11.20. Yeah, unfortunate. Um not a good situation. Was he trying to the Josh Gordon approach and just trying to get rich off like selling weed? I I don't know. Because um, didn't Josh Gordon make like ten grand out of I, his dorm room in I college? I think a lot more than that. I think it was a significant significantly amount. Ten grand a month. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I mean, not a good situation. Obviously, not um, smart decision. Maybe that's why Josh the, Gordon just doesn't care about getting to the NFL because he just made so much money in college. He's just living off that. I don't think he made enough to live off of. <laughs> I don't think he made Well, he's acting much. like it. He is acting like <laughs> it. Um, he's not making bright decisions. Uh, hopefully, Kevon Bennett can – I mean, I don't think that's the last chance you're going to get. People have made worse mistakes, so hope the best for him. It's a sucky situation. Um, I mean, I, he's obviously not with the team anymore, but – Yep, it's – it sucks, and it's a big loss, big it's a, loss it's for a, Tennessee. It sucks for Kevon Bennett, and it's a big loss for Tennessee. Yep. It, it's not, yeah. One of their best defensive players mm-hmm. gone. A guy that we've kind of talked about all preseason of, you know, hopefully he's the guy that kind of anchors that pass rush. Yeah. And we, we talked about him on Sunday as being one of Tennessee's kind of key players this year mm-hmm. in that second group. So Four and a half sacks, seven and a half tackles for loss. It's second in the SEC. Yep. So... Yep. It's a lot. It's a it's a pretty big loss going into a big week where you need a pass rush. You you really need a pass rush. Yep, yep. That sucks. But hey, more opportunities for young guys. Yeah. He he mentioned it today. Roman Harrison, Tyler Barron, and uh, Morvin Joseph will get a look um, with the absence of Kevon Bennett. We'll see. There is some talent there. Young, but there is talent. So that's good news. What are you doing? It's eleven thirty. Eleven thirty a.m. No classes. Finals week oh online. Lord. No big deal. All right. Is that all we got for team news? Yeah. Just, also, someone said to you that uh, Tennessee didn't win. Eric Gray won <laughs> the Indiana game. It's true. Yeah. It's he accurate. Was, yeah. <laughs> JG did have to throw him the check downs, though, to get down to where they could score. But, yes, it was because of Eric Gray. <laughs> all right. Are we ready to move on from, uh, from team news? You got anything else for me? No, I'm done with that. All right, let's preview this Florida game. Let's jump into it. Do we have it, a chance? No. <laughs> I mean, I guess you, I guess technically you always have a chance. Uh, I guess, if you show up that day. It hasn't started yet. Yeah, if, ten, if Tennessee's on the field, I guess at, at the as the ball's kicked off, I guess there's a 50-50 chance. Mm-hmm. Um, how well you start off, see see where that momentum, where that percentage shifts. But Tennessee hasn't had an answer for – Defending guys over the middle. Florida's best player is going to catch the majority of his passes over the middle. Yeah, that that's the thing is like they score a lot and we don't. I mean, that's that's what that's what I looked at when I kind of was researching this matchup. They score like forty points a game. We score like twenty. Well, and you know what's another thing that's that's tough too is is earlier in the season their defense wasn't. Fantastic, and I, I mentioned it. I think it was after the Georgia game. Their defense hadn't been fantastic, but they've come up in big situations. Now I think they're leading the SEC in sacks. They're like fourth in interceptions. 
their defense is playing much, much better football than they were at the beginning of the year. So now it's like they're they're finding a rhythm. Um, Florida's entire team, not just their offense, is, is starting to figure it out. Um, and they got a good quarterback just, who doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. 34 I, touchdowns, three interceptions. Our quarterback is thrown for six touchdowns and four interceptions. So, Yeah, I... It's going to be tough. Their only loss this year has come to A&M. By three. By three, a really good A&M team. And that, you know, I think that's probably going to – that could end up being one of Texas A&M's best games when you turn around and look back at the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they played really well that game and, and really started to click on offense. So, it's not a – that's obviously not a bad loss uh, to a team that could be a college football playoff team potentially. Uh, so, we, I mean, this Florida, this Florida team is really, really – it's one of the better Florida teams we've, we've seen. Yeah, talent wise. I mean, I, I think I think Kyle Pitts is the best player in college football. Oh, I. What's crazy is I'm like I feel like if you didn't have these quarterbacks putting up insane numbers, which I guess you have to to get a tight end insane numbers. But I mean, this is a tight end Hosman candidate right here. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so it, yeah, he he's really really good. He's going to be almost impossible to stop when you Tennessee can't get pass rush with just four guys, three guys. Mm-hmm. Like they can't, they can't even challenge the quarterback. I'm not asking for sacks when you rush that many. They can't even make him throw quickly or get out of the po- force him out of the pocket and make tough throws. He's gonna have all day. Mix that in with not being able to defend the middle of the field. You are going to get scored on a lot on Saturday unless you magically fix those things that you haven't been able to fix in the in seven games. It's gonna be rough because I mean that last year when we played him, he tore us up, and that was his first start. Yeah. And it, where do you tear us up at? The middle of the field. Where are we terrible at this season? The middle of the field. It's going to take a huge game from um, those inside linebackers, Quivarius Crouch and, and Henry Totoo. But it's going to take a huge game from the safeties, too. They're going to play a key part in that. It can't just be those linebackers. And we're going to need them to, to help bring pressure. So it's going to be... It's going to be a lot on our secondary and safeties in particular to help defend the middle of the field. If, if Tennessee has a chance in this game, it's got to be just an ugly game. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Just turnover after turnover after turnover. Because, I mean, I just don't think we can score a lot. No, I I, I think it's going to be really tough. I think, you know, the thing that – I mean, they're like you said, they lead the, ten, they lead the SEC in sacks – if they see a freshman quarterback, they're going to bring the freaking house. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I would think so. And and the offensive line hasn't played the best. I I, I think with a little bit of better quarterback play, not just throwing the ball, but um, also having a pocket presence, I think that could help them. But we also just don't know if Harrison Bailey has that yet. Um, right. so, so that's to be determined. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with the sentiment of it's going to have to be a really, really ugly football game. I, I think the good – I guess the things that play into Tennessee's hands is that it is going to be cold – um, typically, you're not going to throw the ball as well on a cold night, um, so so that obviously helps you. But at the same time, it's like we got to score too. You got to <laughs> score. You're going to have to force turnovers. You're going to have to get them off the field on third down, and, and that's the, again a team that throws the ball really well. You have a, se- a seasoned quarterback, a guy that's a Heisman. Even when you get them in third and long situations, you can't count them out, and, and then you got to stop them and get off the field, and that's going to be really really tough to do. I. Again, I, I say all these things, not that they're impossible, but these are the things Tennessee's going to have to do. And a lot of these things, unfortunately, this is a bad matchup for Tennessee because a lot of these things Tennessee's failed at this year. Yeah. Middle of the field, getting off the field on, four, on third down. Yeah, just haven't done a great job of, of, of that. And, and 
we talk about Trask, Kyle Pitts. Kadarius Tony is a great playmaker for them as well. And we haven't tackled very well this season, and he no. breaks a lot of tackles. No, we haven't. In the open field. So that's that's kind of scary. Like you said, it's just not a great matchup for Tennessee kind of on either side of the ball. Right. Right. They have a lot of talent on defense, and they've given up you know quite a few yards, but I think a lot of that is to do because they're – their offense scores so quickly that teams get more opportunities. They get more opportunities. Um, you're on the field. The defense is on the field more because they're typically scoring pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I mean, but you can accept that kind of that happening when your offense is so you know has so much firepower. It, Tennessee's issue is their defense is on the field a lot, not because their offense is scoring, because their offense can't can't not go three and out. So you that's the balance you can't have, whereas Florida, yeah, they score quick and put their defense on the field, but they're scoring. It's it's not going three and out and punting and putting the defense not only back on the field, but also in a situation where they're probably losing the field position battle. Yeah, and and they're pretty similar to Alabama where it's just like, yeah, their defense is they, – they have a ton of talent on defense, but they're just – Making enough stops to get their offense the ball back so they can score again. Yeah, and I mean, they've done a. That, that's not their specialty is their defense. They don't really. No. But they they have they have been creating turnovers. Yep. Lately, they have been creating turnovers. Um, see, Pitts will have two hundred plus receiving yards. Easy. And Tony will probably return a punt for a TD. I mean, Pitts will probably have close to two hundred yards receiving. I hope we don't have a punt return for a TD. If we if they have a special team touchdown. On top of what they're going to score, it could be a thirty-point ball game, easy. It probably will be a thirty-point ball game. I just don't. I don't know how we. I don't think we can defend one-on-one, but you can't just send four guys after Trask. No, you no, you so absolutely can't. I'm, it's good. It. I don't know what you do. It. This is. I guess this is a game for Jeremy Pruitt to show his defensive. Yeah. You want to show your defensive, defensive guru? And, yeah, let's see. Yeah, I, this might be where you uh, you hang around. And, you know, going into this game, I, I mean, I don't even – you're talking about trying to find signs of life in a program. Right now, it just looks dead. Yep. Looks dead. And then the Kavon Bennett thing, losing commits, I mean, all of it is just yeah, kind we'll, of we'll get into the commit snowball. <laughs> and I don't think to – obviously, if you win this ballgame, it is a great – you know, way to really get your program back on track and, and then probably even heading up. But your record's still what it is. But I think if you just, if you can at least just play this game close, Florida doesn't even think of it as a rivalry game. Just, yes. just very sad. Just play this game. Be competitive in this game. Give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter to win it. <coughs> Obviously, nobody wants to lose, and I'm not looking for moral victories. But my God, we haven't even competed in a game this year against ranked opponents. Yep. Just go compete right now. I feel like the players want to be out there less than anybody. Just go compete. Show the, show at least the talent that you have coming in. Because we've we've talked about this since probably week. I mean, probably or probably before the season even started. Most of your talent's young. I mean, if you if you can't keep this twenty twenty one class together, you're in trouble. And I mean, you might lose more commitments this week if you get freaking murdered by Florida. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Florida's can. There's several guys on that roster that passed up the opportunity to play for Florida to commit to Tennessee. 
or on that in that recruiting class. So you gotta you have to go be competitive. You have to go be competitive. That's that's not an option. That should and again going back Pruitt's words, you're graded on Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. You have to go be competitive in that game. You're trying. I mean, right now you should be doing everything in your power. You're bidding for your job right now. I know he probably won't get fired, but I feel like it's easier to forgive some mistakes if you can go be competitive in that game. But I don't know. I don't see it happening. That's the unfortunate part. Yeah, like like you said, just show a sign of life. Because not only are we not like showing life, like it's going in the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. With everything off the field, the you know it, it kind of started. It started like the Kentucky game. You know, the, the end of the Georgia game was bad, but Kentucky game, it was just like, what the heck was the, that? The second pick six this season in the Kentucky game, and, well, I guess probably the the second half of the Georgia game is when everything really started tanking. The second half, though, or the second pick six in the Kentucky game, uh, you – and this is why you coaches preach body language because the body language on that field told me that every single player quit, including J.G. who threw the interception, yep. told me that – except for two guys who ran it down, that they quit. So body language is important. And it told me then and there that they don't care. Got to care. You got to care. You got to be competitive. You got to be competitive. Um, again, again, you're selling your program and not just, you know, what if that freaking uh, one-time transfer thing comes about? It's going to kill you. And that that's another thing that I'm like, we, we've talked a little bit about the coaching change, what I think would have to happen if you get a coaching change. I think – you're going to have to keep a defensive guy on staff, whether that be Ansley. I don't know. Somebody to keep the, your good defensive players there. Um, and then you're probably going to have to go out and get an offensive-minded guy that people would want – offensive guys would want to stay around and play for mm-hmm. um, if you were to make a coaching change. Because, yeah, that, that one-time transfer could could hurt you Yep. if you were to make a change. Um, let's see. We have, have a question from Spencer. Too. Yeah, if you got questions, we'll get to him too. Uh, thoughts on who's going to take over for Bennett? Uh, so Pruitt mentioned um, <coughs> Tyler Barron, Morvin Joseph, and Roman Harrison. I think Roman Harrison has two sacks on the year, so maybe he will get the first shot. But I'm, I mean, at that point, you're trying to do it by committee. Yeah, you're probably rotating a lot of guys. Yeah, you'd like to see that anyway. I mean, you'd like to see guys rolling in and out of there pretty often too. At, at least until you can find a guy that's consistently getting pressure. Yep. So Christopher Nichols asked if you had to think of three causes as to why the season went off the rails. What would they be, and how do you go about fixing them? I think number one is we started playing. Um, I think coronavirus was real, but everybody went through that. I just think Tennessee was probably hit maybe a little harder, it seems like. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It it just – we weren't – it was a weird position because you had so many freshmen that you thought would make immediate impacts, but they weren't at practice. So that has. How do you start the season so hot though? That's my question. Yeah, I mean that. Obviously, the South Carolina know. game wasn't great, but you won. You grinded out a win. You're, you're winning Missouri, against Georgia. Missouri, in, in you played half. pretty good football and won. Um, so I just don't. I don't know. I I think. I think one of the big contributing factors is the JG situation. Well, yeah, the quarterback thing is um, number one. But I think specifically the JG situation. And it goes back to some of these guys have been like, you know, we get, we've we got our quarterbacks back. We trust who's playing back there. But the fact of the matter is is they're not playing like it. Their, yeah. their body language is not convincing me that they trust who's back there. Um, when the JG pit, scored against Auburn, who went and celebrated with him? Yeah, it was one guy. I can't remember who it is now. Yeah. Until he got to the sideline and got a couple of fives. Um so, I mean, I think there's definitely some culture issues 
definitely some culture issues. I don't know if that's I, – I would think in almost the end of year three, that's on Pruitt. Oh, yeah. Because you should have purged most of those by now. Um, you do have one guy hanging around that's the focal point. But, again, you've had opportunities to, to purge that, and you haven't done it. So, um, I think there's some definitely some culture issues there. And, again, maybe the culture is great, but you're not acting like it on the field. And what does everyone see? And I'm not just talking about fans. What does the opposing team see? Mm-hmm. What does the administration see? Philip Former's not at practice every day, especially now. He's not in the locker room with you. So, if you like your coach – Start. You better start playing like it. So I think culture is a big thing. I think that's one of the things that's gone into this season. Um, when they got kind of hit in the mouth, second half of Georgia, how did they respond? Not positively. That's culture. Folded. That's culture. Uh, so I think culture is definitely a big one. I mean, COVID, yes, every team's getting hit with it. But, yeah, I mean, you've got to at least attribute it to something. There's, there's guys missing practice. There's not a lot of consistency there. I'm not saying that should buy Pruitt another year or more time. I'm just saying that's that's had to attribute to this year. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's had to play a factor in it. Um, yeah, so I, I think that kind of consistency key has, has got to be tough. It's got to be tough to play with. Um, third thing, I, I mean, I don't. I think you're. They can all kind of be rounded out into one thing. So yeah, I, don't know. I mean, your quarterback fixes the majority of your problems because you're winning more more football games. The culture's different when you're winning. Again, everything. It's fine when you're winning. Well, it doesn't that, matter what's going on. Yeah, Everything's fine. And our defense hadn't played great. But, again, I think if you have a good – again, I think it all kind of rounds out to one single issue. It's quarterback play. Um, I think quarterback's playing better. You stay on the field longer. That defense is probably playing better throughout the year. I think there's one big factor. I, mean, I don't know. It just seems too easy not to fix. Why would you not try it? Yeah, hopefully somebody's in his ear and just be like, dude, you can you, – like, you don't have to hurt – he didn't even have to hurt JG's feelings this week. Yep. You didn't practice, so we're going to start Harrison Bailey. I mean, good Lord. If that – again, though, if that hurts your feelings, do you want that guy leading your football team? You don't. But uh, apparently Pruitt does. I don't know, man. I don't understand. I, it's very frustrating. I have one uh, one more question from Christopher Nichols. He says, do you think UT can ever regain national uh, permanence or are we forever stuck in 7-9 to nine win purgatory? I'd love to get back to nine wins. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get seven. Seven's fine with me. I'd, it's going to be tough. We talked about it a little bit Miami. Probably easier to win in a program like Miami. you got to play Florida, Georgia every year. Kentucky's not get Kentucky's getting into that territory. I know what the expectation at Tennessee is, and that's why I say that loss is unacceptable. But even Kentucky's getting into that territory that's not a guaranteed win. Last year, a goal on stand away from losing that game. Yep. The year before, you played their best team. You just happened to play your best game of the season. Played really well. JG played really well, and you won it. Year before that, Tennessee loses. So I mean, you're talking about Florida, Georgia, Alabama every year. You're rotating West opponent. You've gotten lucky with Mississippi State. You should have gotten lucky with Arkansas this year. But, I mean, outside of those two teams, and even they're getting better, it's I mean, like – I mean, nine, nine wins. Look at how many NFL players we had in 2016 when we won nine games. Yeah. It, and and we, we don't have that on the roster right now. Tennessee should be able to return to that. I'm not saying they shouldn't be able to. You have the facilities. You have the budget. You have the fans. The you resources. Should, you have the resource. You should be able to. 
I don't know what isn't clicking at Tennessee. I have no clue. Um, I mean I, that that that's that's got to be blamed from the top, right? That comes from the whole and administration. I think, and I think a lot. And I think it's easy because I think yes, I I don't think Pruitt's style of football is helping him be successful faster. Um, because it's it's easier to win football games when you have a high powered offense. Because n- now you're just well, you're never out of games. You're never out of games, and, and then you're you're really one mistake away in terms of the other team making a mistake from winning that ball game. Whereas when you're playing the style that Pruitt's wanting to play, you're trying you're trying to control the clock. You're trying to control the ball game. You're trying to slow it down. But when that game gets fast and you lose control, in that style of football, it's hard to gain control back. So I think a lot of people want to point to that. I don't think. I know what Nick Saban's comments said, but I don't think the style of football of five years ago is out. I just yeah. think it's harder to win ball games that way. Yeah. If you have the team to do it, but that's the thing is you got to have the team to do it. It can very easily be done. But whereas a high-powered offense, you don't even need a fantastic offensive line. Your defense just needs to be – you just need to have guys that can you know go up and make plays or force fumbles. You don't you don't need a, a stout defense that's winning field position for you. Mm-hmm. So it's just different. I think you need the team, and right now Tennessee doesn't have the team to do it. So you've got to find different ways to win, and they just haven't been able to do that. So I I'm not saying Tennessee will never do it again, but it's the position they're in and the way they're trying to dig out of the hole. <clears throat> excuse me, they're making it harder on themselves. Yeah, and I I think to have a nine win season, an eight win season. You gotta have good quarterback play. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. until Tennessee has a good quarterback, a, a quarter a quarterback can come in and produce. You're not gonna you're not gonna win, right? Like that. That's why it. That's why they're the highest paid position in in the NFL. It's the most important position. Yeah, I, and you're, you're only as good as your quarterback is. And, and to, I mean, the kind of quarterback production Tennessee needs too is not Kyle Trask levels, Mac, Mac Jones, Jones levels. No. Tennessee could have won a lot of football games this year if they have a quarterback who can throw for 200 yards a game. A.J. McCarron. And not turn the ball over. If we had an A.J. McCarron. Could have won a lot of football games this year. And again, again, part of that winning would rely on that defense being stout because the way Pruitt's wanting to play football, that defense has to be stout. And I don't know if they, even with good quarterback play, I don't know if they could have been that stout. So, you know, that Alabama game could still get out of hand. That Georgia game could still get out of hand. But they play similar football to that. You should have at least been able to win six games. Yeah, so it's not – it wouldn't have been out of question to, to win more games this year if you have good quarterback play. Absolutely not. Oh, that's how bad Tennessee is. We can't even talk about the current game they're supposed to be playing. It's sad, man. I mean – It's so sad. I don't even really want to talk about it because, like, it's – I feel like we would just be a Florida hype show. At that you, point. you know what? It, what it, what's going to happen is we're going to – Harrison Bailey's going to start on Saturday. We're going to be all bought in and get blown out by like 40. Probably. That's what Tennessee does. Yep. They, they do something to bring us in. <laughs> There's always good news somewhere, and then it, it just blows up in our face. Yep. Chris said he'll tack one on uh, to that, you know, the three problems Tennessee's had. He said leadership. Yeah, the leadership. Again, they can pretend that there's great leadership in the locker room on the field, but they don't show it on the field. Yep. And I think a lot of that goes back to culture. Yeah. Oh, I, no, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Tennessee needs to fix fix their body language and, and how they play. I mean, they're, they're still um, – I, I mean, it's Pruitt's third year. He, he takes the blame. But there's still some 
don't think we're away from all the Butch Jones yet, unfortunately. I know we're not. <laughs> Some guys are still riding the bench at the Georgia Dome. Yeah. The Mercedes-Benz Dome, excuse me. Um, we have haven't gotten out of that, that mindset yet. Death, taxes, and dysfunctional vaults. Says, in a Battle Royale celebrity death match, Crompton versus Garantano versus Dormady versus Mauer. Who you got? Crompton. I do too. Crompton. Hey, say what you want about Jonathan Crompton, but you know what he did? He bounced back his senior year. He won SEC Player of the Week against Georgia. And he's from, he's like Cornfred, Tuscola, North Carolina. I don't even know where that's at. It's like, um, I guess it's near Asheville. Okay. And I, and like in the woods. And I'll go a close second, Mauer. He's scrappy. A little crazy. He's got yeah. a little crazy streak in him. Yeah, he does have a little crazy in him. The kind of guy that lands on his neck and pops right back up. I got Mauer a close second, but I got to go Crompton. Yeah, I would say Crompton too. Dormy he just still, looks like he would just. He's a big dude too. He would slam a beer before any of them too. Oh, yeah. I would guess he's the, by much, biggest dude with, that was stocked out there. Yeah. Who, you got, who, who do you got last? Are we surprised that it would be a close race between JG and Dormandy? Dormandy beat JG out. I, I'd like to note that. He did. I would like to note that. I don't know. Let's, uh, we'll go Dormandy since he's not at Tennessee anymore. It'll be easier. Dormandy had more success at Central Michigan than JG's had at Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a. Well, well, let's stay in the Battle Royale real quick. Um, Clawson, <laughs> Crompton, Kiffin. Clawson, Crompton, or Kiffin, Crompton? Kiffin, Crompton. Oh, for Dave, sure. Dave Clawson? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought that, you were talking about Casey Clawson. Casey no, Clawson would be everybody in this. I thought it was a Battle Royale question still. Oh, okay. Kiffin, Crompton, all day. That's the one that bounced back. That's oh, yeah. the one that bounced back. Kiffin, Crompton. Um, and then we got a question from Spencer, too. You think Maurer will transfer next year? There's got to be a quarterback out this year. Got to be. Shroud or Maurer won. I got to think one's hitting the door. And who cares? I mean... If, if you're not if you're not playing right now with the trouble that JG had, I mean, I wouldn't if if they were to ask me my opinion, I would encourage them to look other places. Right? Yeah. The coaches don't trust you here. Why stay around? And yeah. again, I think it's I think J- JT Shroud should have been like as, as soon as that Kentucky game was over, he's like I'm I'm out. Yeah, they put him in a terrible situation. Yep. Terrible situation. I'm out. Absolutely. Um, we have one more from Death Taxes and Dysfunctional Vols. He says, if Pruitt wins a big game and still loses to Vandy because we're Tennessee, do you still want a coaching change? Get him the – yes. If you lose to this Vanderbilt team – Yeah. I, I think that's that's part of that path. If you Leave lose his to, ass on the tarmac in it, Nashville. It, they it, don't even fly. Leave no. him leave <laughs> him outside the stadium. <laughs> leave him at the bus stop. He yeah. Can, I, he can get a ride back to F and Tuscaloosa for all I care if you lose to Vanderbilt. Yeah, that Vanderbilt team's bad. So that that's kind of the path I was talking to talking about earlier is just you lose to Vanderbilt, you're probably losing the majority of this class that you have anyway. Yep. It's it's time. Yep. I mean, you can't and it, you you have proved it this year. You cannot you cannot sit at a presser like you did in 18 and go if you're a freshman, you want to play, come here because you got a freshman on your roster that probably deserves to play in front of a guy who's put out nothing but hot garbage and you've refused to do it. So who the hell would expect you to pull the trigger at any other position on the field? Yep. I agree. Sorry, that might have been with too much passion. I apologize. I like it. 
I did threaten to hang myself off of Vanderbilt Stadium that night. And got laughed at by a security guard. So that was fun. I think you have a video of me at halftime saying I'm going to kill myself. I do. It was when they were playing uh, Sandstorm. Yeah. Sandstorm. Yeah. For some reason. At halftime. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that was terrible. That was one of the worst. That was – I regret it immensely. Uh, yeah, you, you can't lose to Vanderbilt. you got to be competitive in these you know, next three games, but you cannot lose to Vanderbilt. I don't care how bad you are. No, you can't. Because it's not like a, a James Franklin Vanderbilt team. This they, Vanderbilt team is terrible. Terrible. There's guys wanting to quit right now. Guys that don't want to make the trip to Georgia. You probably won't even get to play them, thankfully. Probably won't even get to play them. All right, recruiting news. Let's move on to some more bad news. Yep, some more bad news. I hate, like, I hate this. And people are just like, oh, y'all are, y'all are negative. It's not us. Like, we, no. we, Want to cover? I would a good much team. rather talk about the positives, but all right. If, if we got people watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, give me a positive to talk about. I'll do it. You, I, you've got. If Harrison Bailey starts on Saturday, we'll have at least something positive to talk about on Sunday. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. But there's just not a lot. No, we need a sign of life. We need a sign of life desperately. Yeah, so but if you got positives, we'll talk about it after we get done with recruiting. So, yeah, I just someone said, can we hear the story about the potential hanging at Vandy? I just had a scarf with me, <laughs> to the Tennessee soccer scarf that they handed out, and I was tying it around my neck and like, and I was getting laughed at by Vanderbilt fans, and not just Vanderbilt fans, also people who are working the game. They were like, Haha, "You're miserable. Your life sucks." I was like, "I know," because I cheered for Tennessee. That was, mm. and then I smacked an Alabama fan with a beer bottle that night. You did. You domed him. Awesome. I'm so glad he was super nice. Oh, it was an accident, guys. I'm not. I'm not an asshole. Yeah, he was doing the hokey pokey. <laughs> I was doing the hokey pokey. Right hand in, took his right hand out, and right on top of the head. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. I love your face at the end. You're just like. I felt so bad. I'm pretty sure I hit him pretty hard. Yeah. Accidentally. It, it might have sh- should have broken the ball. <laughs> Which has been awesome. I actually got to see that in Nashville. Someone break a bottle over someone's head? Yeah. God, where were you at? I was at some... I don't even know. I, don't, I really don't know. I was somewhere on Broadway. Right. And we were up at the, the top of this place, and they, they had a band going, and everybody was dancing. And this huge guy just comes up the stairs behind the um, band. And he, like, says something to this guy, and nothing really happens. And then I look over, and he just comes from the top and just domes this dude. And they roll down the stairs. And then, like, the security, like, breaks them up. I was just like, that's amazing. What like went like he had to say something about his mom or something because it was just like ten seconds and they were at it. That's pretty. I mean, I I wish I was there. Like to see they that. didn't even know each other from Adam. Was, oh yeah. Oh, so it was random bar fight. Yeah, it was just weird. And the guy was just like that. Was his first reaction was just pick up a beer bottle. Dome. That's smart though. If you're gonna do anything, you know, if you're gonna make any irrational decisions, better to make the first move and be super aggressive. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a good call by that guy. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. 
And I was like, dude, I've never seen that before. I didn't even think that was... How cool was it? Oh, dude, it was so cool. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I wish I had a video. That's awesome. I hate Nashville with a passion. Really? Yep. No, you don't. Nashville? You hate Nashville? I've never had fun in Nashville. That's not true at all. <laughs> we had fun after the bandy game. I've had fun every time in Nashville, but first off, it's expensive as hell. I don't know why. I always, I always just wake up the next morning pissed off. Because I spend so much money. My shoes are always super sticky. It's so dumb. Where are you walking in Nashville? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I was on the last time. We'll move on to recruiting after this. I was on like a rooftop bar. It was in March. It was freezing. So it was like they had it closed in. Dude, my shoe got stuck to the floor. Mm. Like I had to like rip it up. I was like, this is disgusting. So it's like a Marv off Home Alone. Yeah. He's like, why are you dressed like a chicken? Why don't you take your shoes off? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, recruiting news. So, uh, five-star inside linebacker Terrence Lewis decommits from Tennessee. He did mention Tennessee was still his top school. That's why I said earlier in the show, I mean, I guess it was left open-ended. It wasn't... Yeah. I mean, but, I, you, how does that go with that stuff? You know, like... But he's always just been like, oh, Nebraska, oh, <laughs> Miami. You know, he's just been all about a different school all the time. So it was going to be tough to to hold on to him, especially with the season that you're having. Just a kid from Miami, that's just a hard sell. Yeah. When Miami right down the road is ranked like in the top 10 or around the top 10. At least they don't have a good defense. Maybe that'll help. Right. That sucks though. I mean, that that that's a guy that would have been a day one starter. Yeah, he, he's would be if he comes to Tennessee. And then you lose Demarius McGee days before that, and it, it's just like two top 100 players, guys that could have came in right away and competed for a starting job day one. Yeah. And position of need. <laughs> like, yeah. We need DBs. We need um, an inside linebacker like that. And it just it just sucks. And, you know, I really hope it does. it's not a domino effect where it's just like one after the other. Because yeah. there's a lot of guys, you know, I, I know a lot of guys have said they're, they're firm in their commitment. But, man. Which, which I guess is good. You've got guys that are trying to hold the class together. But, if they, I mean, if you get blown out by Florida, if you get beat by Vandy, you get blown out by AM. There's no way in hell you hold them together. No, you don't. There's no way. No. You don't. At least you don't get them to sign in December. You might get lucky and maybe get them in February if you know if you're able to recruit good then. But golly, dude, this is what could not happen to Pruitt. And this is when. That's why I was like, when this class starts to fall apart, I tweeted it. Fulmer's got to pull the trigger. Terrence Lewis. Maybe you don't have to do it yet, but if you get another big D commitment, you've just you've got because then you got to give someone a chance to hold it together. Yeah, a guy like Dylan Brooks, that would be you know you lose Kevon Bennett, you know you need a pass rusher, a yeah. dominant pass rusher like a, a Dylan Brooks. So I mean that that would be a huge loss. Um, Caden Salter announced that he's signing on, on the 16th, but like you said, like things can change. Things can absolutely change. If they, if this class falls apart, you're going to set yourself back another th- at least three years. Yep, at least. Because then what are you going to go recruit? You're not going to get some of those middle-tier guys that are, are either are going to be signed or already committed that you didn't want. They're not going to flip to you immediately. You're but screwed. I, but, I mean, what are you what are you selling to these recruits? You, you, you can't sell that we're a winning program. I have no idea. You can't sell that, oh, we're, we're playing a bunch of young guys because you're not when you have the opportunity to. Right. That so, I mean, that's, that's my biggest question is when – 
I'm sure some of these guys are asking the question, hey, why isn't he playing? Why aren't so-and-so? I mean, what do you tell them? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. This year, I think, again, I think this year is told you it's just best to cut loose with Pruitt. So. Yep. I mean, if he's not the guy, he's he's probably never going to be the guy. Like, if, if you're thinking that in year three, like, he's probably not the guy, I don't think he can ever really dig himself out of that. No, that'd be pretty tough. Be pretty tough. Um, you do have Nylon Green will make his decision on December 8th. Um, looks like it's between Tennessee, Georgia, and Clemson. You know, the other two programs are in the top ten. So We know where he's probably going. <laughs> no one's no one's told me anything positive, so can't spin zone anything. Tennessee's bowl eligible. We mentioned it earlier. Basketball season starts in a week. Basketball season, let's do it. Basketball season starts in a week. Dude, like, like you said last week, I'm going to have to get the dust off that um, victory cap. Because <laughs> yes, I have not had it in so long. Since Missouri? When was that? I mean, what, October? Or first of October? Gross. Uh, let's see, I think it was Michael said, do you do you feel at a certain point, this is before we get into basketball, the QB problems are the QB coach's fault? Yeah, yeah, I think it is, absolutely. And I said this early on in the year when those quarterback issues um, started kind of coming to light that obviously nothing had improved with Chris, Win- Chris Winkie. Um, but I think it also falls on Pruitt still, and I think it falls on Jim Chaney too. Last year, offensive line was struggling. Um, Jim Chaney, I think, mentioned or Pruitt mentioned that Jim Chaney was going to start focusing uh, his efforts on the offensive line and helping out Will Friend, and the offensive line got better. Um, so Jim Chaney should be doing the same thing right now and going, the quarterbacks need help. I've got to focus my effort there. So I think it's definitely on Jim Chaney. But then I think the decision-making, that's on Jeremy Pruitt. So, But, yeah, I think, I think Chris Winkie is definitely to blame. Um, we have a dear God, give me basketball. So yeah, we'll jump into that. Unless you have any other thoughts you want to add to that, I'm good. Um, basketball, UT, baby, basketball. UT Martin next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Thompson Bowling Arena. Tennessee basketball is maybe back. Hopefully, hopefully. Fingers crossed. It's supposed to be out of it December. I think Saturday they're supposed to be out of quarantine. Yeah, I think they can practice on Friday. Friday, okay. Friday or Saturday, one of the two. Good deal. The fifth. Is that Saturday? I think it's Saturday. That's Saturday, yes. Yeah, I think it's Saturday. All right, so they'll start practicing on Saturday. Maybe. Surely they don't watch the Tennessee. Surely they don't watch a football game. Hopefully. They don't need to get any broad ideas about how to play. Um, and then you got Cincinnati on Saturday. They were working to add that game with UT Martin before Cincinnati. Uh, so they'll they'll enjoy that game. Because Cincinnati, they did lose quite a bit of production, but not a bad basketball team. UT Martin and Cincinnati both will be in Thompson Boyne Arena. Time for Cincinnati hasn't been announced yet, though. Yeah, both of those game, both of those teams um, open their season up tonight, so haven't really seen them um, before. UT Martin plays Evansville, and then they, I think Saturday they play Illinois. So I think that's a, a top ten team. Um, I think they're number eight, something like that, five. And then uh, Cincinnati opens up their season against Lipscomb tonight. I think the UT Martin game that's a good game to kind of see where you're at. Um, get your feet under you a little bit. You've had a ton of time off. Um, so it, it'll be a good game to kind of get ready for a good opponent like Cincinnati. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, it's going to be nice to kind of add in that you, you lost um, Murray State – or VCU, not Murray State, VCU and uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, uh, which would have you know been just before Gonzaga and Notre Dame. Uh, 
yeah, Notre Dame. So that was nice to, to get those games added in. Or that one game added in before Cincinnati. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun to... I can't wait. I can't wait for Tennessee basketball to be back. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Dick Vitale was excited. He talked about oh, Tennessee yeah? last night. Dickie V? Dickie V. Do you like Dickie V? I l- think he He's got is. passion. Yeah, he does have a lot of passion. I like Dickie V. I don't think he is... I think he can be annoying, but I like Dickie V. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I think it's... Like I don't, I don't mind. I'd rather listen to him than Gary Danielson. <laughs> See, I feel like there's a lot of comparisons. To, that was what I was gonna say. I feel like a lot of people compare him to Gary Danielson, and I feel like he's head and shoulders above Gary. One hundred percent. So, what do you think about our, Bill Walton? Have you listened to the Maui Invitational? Any? I haven't listened to him this year, but I mean, I've you know, past years, I've gotten the pleasure of listening to him a lot. Love, I love Bill Walton. I do too. He just like I a, think he's like that crazy uncle. Yeah. He reminds me of just like a like he's an athlete, but he's also like a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and pot probably. Yeah, yeah, that's so. Yeah, I think he's. I'm like, sure like Asheville is like his favorite place on planet Earth, and he acts like it <laughs> because that's all he talks about is the Cherokee. Um, he just talks about the casino arena. Yeah. Oh, the arena. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know what that is. And, and maybe they're talking. Maybe he's talking about. It. He just says Cherokee like. But that's also the arena they're in. Oh, that's the arena in... in where are they at? Because it's not in Maui, is it? Asheville. They're in Asheville? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't even know. Oh, okay. I didn't know that they were in Asheville. Yeah. I know where they're at. But it's the Maui. Yes. It's still called Maui <laughs> Invitational. That. Yeah. I love in that. In Asheville. Um, no, I love... Yeah, Bill Walton's definitely that, that like crazy uncle that... Everyone's like really not sure like what's going on there, but they like him. They're just not sure about him. Mm-hmm. That's that's Bill Walton to me. Uh, someone asked... You know, Spencer again said, Keon... Or Springer, who will impress you more? Right now, I gotta assume Keon Johnson. Yeah, I think he's. I mean, not not taking away nothing from Jaden no, Springer. Not at all. I just think Keon Johnson it looks to be the not focal point of the offense because I think that's going to be probably John Fulkerson and Pons. But I mean, I, I think he's right there with them already. Yeah, I'd be. I mean, I'll be interested to see. Because I don't think you're going to be trying to necessarily get the ball into Pons or Fulkerson a whole lot. No. So I don't know who you know who's going to be that that go-to score. Not sure. Someone mentioned, yeah, he's projected top ten right now. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't get to play this year, we won't ever get to see him in Orange. So. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, for sure. And probably Jaden Springer's that same way. More than likely. More than likely. Yep. Yeah. More than likely. Well, I'm I'm interested to see who the starters are on Wednesday. I'm interested to see who the starters are. I'm interested to see who first off the bench is too. I'm, I'm curious to see how that rotation is going to work. Um, the is it? It's definitely going to be off field a lot, but I'm just curious if it's going to be if we're going to like rotate the guards a lot. Um, I think it's going to help Fulkerson stay out of foul trouble. You're going to be able to rotate Anasiki in there, um, but I'm, I'm curious what that rotation will look like. And I think also with with our guards, like they also have some size, so they can. Oh yeah, play some inside. Whereas like Bowden and Lamonte really weren't right. Bowden was a good defender, yeah, but like he wasn't somebody that you wanted to bang around in the post, right? With 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 Anasiki, and you got to think uh, Urosh is at least going to get some opportunities this year. Um, Olivier to play probably. more. Uh, Kumal going to get some more. But I mean, last year you saw it, especially before Urosh got eligible. You'd have um, uh, Josiah Jordan James pretty much playing the four. 
at times. Yeah. I think it's, you know, especially in certain situations, it's certainly possible to look like a um, a lineup this year. Uh, obviously, he's not a, an actual four, but playing that position, he defends really well uh, no matter who he's playing against. He, there should be more support inside. But, yeah, like you said, there's those guards can play a multitude of positions, mm-hmm. uh, typically just one through three. But, I mean, yeah, I think there's decide- times that basketball games call for you're going to have four guards in the game and – I think Josiah Jordan James would be a perfect example to to play. Like if if one of them was in foul trouble mm-hmm. and you're you weren't going up a team that had you know a seven footer, yeah, I think absolutely you can throw Josiah Jordan James down there. Yeah, uh, I think and so. You probably don't don't miss much. I mean, you probably miss like some shot blocking right. ability with with Pons, but uh, I think he's just as quick. Yeah, and, and he does a good job of defending near the rim, too. Obviously, he can't go up and protect the rim like that, but he does a good job defending. The good thing with our guards, like, you can throw so many guys in there where, like, foul trouble is not going to be an issue at all. <sighs> I, I freaking hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, yeah, I mean, all this is kind of speculation. <laughs> right. But. Right. We got a question about where do you think the Vols will place this season? Um, I mean, they should be top two, top three of the SEC. Uh, how many games do we have now? We counted it out earlier. Uh, I mean, they should finish – they should go into the NCAA tournament top ten. Yeah, that, that's a successful season in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so kind of finish where you where you started. Yep, should be like maybe fourteen right now though. Thirteen, thirteen. Yeah, so just kind of maintaining that around the top ten inside the top ten. I mean, I think you get a good seed and you kind of hopefully you're hot. Hope you make a good run. I mean, yep. the good thing is like we talk about Kentucky how they're going to be good at the end of the season because they always are because it's a freshman. You know, hopefully that's us too. Hopefully sure, the freshmen are good enough to to be good now, right? And then they get even better as the season goes on. Well, I think that's what's great about this Tennessee team. Where you know, I'm not taking. I think a lot of people would trade their their um, most of their basketball teams for a Kentucky basketball team. So I'm not trying to take away anything from Kentucky, um, but I think the good thing, and, and this even works out for Kentucky that it happens sometimes, where you've got a really really good mix of experience and the really really talented freshmen. Um, so you've got guys, Fulgerson, I know he's not the most talented guy, but has a ton of experience and he is very underrated. Well, I guess probably fairly rated now. He's, he's gotten plenty of recognition. Um, you've got experience with Pons kind of, and it seems like he's gotten better every moment he's been on campus. You have Josiah Jordan James, who's really talented. Now he's played a year, got a year under his belt. Same thing for, uh, Viscovi, played, got a year under his belt. Got, finally got an off season. Finally got an off season. <laughs> um, so you've got the, that mix of experienced guys, um, you've, you've got Victor Bailey Jr., who I know had to sit out last year, but he did get a full year with the team. He did play at Oregon. Um, so you got that mix of experience. You have talented youth. It seems to be a really, really good balanced roster. I still think Tennessee is lacking a true big man. Not that EJ Anasicki could be a true big man, but I think he's going to provide a lot of what Grant Williams left. Um, not gonna. I don't think he – he could be a Grant Williams, but I don't think he will be. But I think he's going to do – a lot of similar stuff for Tennessee. Um, yeah, rebounding, you know, moving guys out of the way. Um, just Physical. He's very physical. Yeah, just kind of being a pest. Right. Like, he's probably going to get fouled a lot because people are just, like, pissed yeah. off. Yeah, and he'll probably actually get the foul calls on, like, Grant Williams did yeah. later in his career. Yeah, because so. he, he was finally like, okay, Grant Williams is the SEC Player of the Year. Yeah. Let's not give him we any We don't need to give calls. him anything. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people give him crap for flopping, but, hey, I want, the, I want those foul calls too, man. Yeah. I want them too. So, hey, I'm, I'm really excited for this Tennessee team. I, I think it's going to be a fun season to watch. I think it's going to be one of the most talented Tennessee teams we've ever seen. Um, 
you know, to be determined if it is the most. Um, but there is a lot of star power on this on this Tennessee roster. And then, hey, let's not, you know what? I was out on the Urosh, but seven footer. Let's hope he improved this offseason. And everybody else seems to improve. Like the development, that's a huge selling point for yeah. Tennessee right now. Is like, you know, that, that team with Admiral and, and Grant didn't have a single top 100 player. And yeah, you know, two of them have, really good, or three of them got drafted. Right, Kyle Alexander's in the league. Um, they won the SEC regular season. That team came in second in the tournament. Ponds looked like he couldn't even, didn't even know what a basketball was when he got here, and now he's defensive player of the year. Yep. Fulgerson, same way. I wonder first, where first team. I wonder where Ponds would have gotten drafted, if at all. Yeah, that draft class was pretty sad. Right, Joe's come back. I like it. Yeah, he wants to win. Go win. I'm pumped. I hope it doesn't let me down. That's a that's the Tennessee fan of me though, is I'm very, very nervous. Just hopefully they don't let me down. I believe in I believe in Vol basketball. I believe in them. Do you believe in them? I believe in them a lot more than I do the football team. <laughs> Alright. Like there's no one that like like with Tennessee football, I'm just like, man, I don't want to play Alabama. I don't want to play Florida. There's no one that I'm scared of. No, not even with, Kentucky with this team. Yeah, not especially with John Fulgerson, cat killer on. Kentucky on is one and two. So is Memphis. Me- Memphis, Memphis might be two and two. Memphis doesn't look good, at least. No, they don't. At least, I mean, they don't look good at all. All right, college football. Let's do it. College football preview this week in college football. A lot of cancellations already. Yeah, all my bets are getting voided. Are they? Which oh, is probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Means you're not losing money. Getting your money back. You're just you're just putting it aside into a savings account. Uh, I will Low say your I account. did hear that Malik um, Willis for Liberty might be out this week. So oh, good. That go that bodes well for my lock. One of my oh. locks. The shots. The shots. Yeah, we'll start there. The shots. Money line. Take it. What is the money line? Oh, it's eleven. Let that's the spread. That's a spread. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take the spread, but I do think the shots beat Hugh Freeze and Liberty this week. Taking them money line, there's a rule that I have. You don't bet against Alabama. You don't bet against Clemson. And you always bet on Myrtle Beach's own Coastal Carolina shots. Conway, baby. I love it, baby. How far is Conway from Myrtle Beach? I think it's Myrtle Beach. Okay. I think. Don't hold me to that. Big Let's, geography guy. I want to look yeah, that up. Yeah, you look that up. I'm going to run through some of these SEC games. Arkansas at Missouri. Uh, that'll be a noon kickoff. Missouri, three-point favorite. Whew, kind of surprised. Number six, Florida at Tennessee. 330 game on CBS. Oh, man. Number five, Texas A&M at Auburn. Guys, listen closely because this game is a lock. Texas A&M to cover minus seven. Take it. Vanderbilt, maybe. Wait, who who are they playing? Texas A&M is playing Auburn. They're a seven-point favorite. Oh, wow. I think that's a risky take, but I'm I'm going with it. I'm locking that one in. Seven points, A&M covers. They're bidding for a college football playoff. you got to remember that. So Conway is... Not exactly on the coast, but it's very like it's it's the next city from, from Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach yeah. yeah, gotcha. Uh, someone said Coastal might have a change in opponent. BYU possibly this week. 
Liberty is fighting COVID. Okay. Well, it'll just void. Don't worry. <laughs> lock it. Yeah, lock it. <laughs> Vanderbilt maybe traveling to Georgia, number eight Georgia. Uh, then you got South Carolina at Kentucky. This one, Kentucky, I, I just want to talk about it. Kentucky's minus 11 and a half. How do you feel? Who are they playing? South Carolina. I'm staying away. Staying away? You said minus 11. Minus 11 and a half. I, I'm with you. I think I'm I with just you. Don't even I just want to talk about it. Like I just don't really know if they can score that much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think it's going to be very slow, too, because yeah, Kevin Harris is going to run the ball for South Carolina. That's all he got. Over, over-unders at 48. Take that under. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Chris said, might want to change your lock. If they play BYU. So, yeah. Uh, let's disclaimer. If Coastal Carolina plays BYU, don't automatically lock in the shots. We'll talk if that happens. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll look at the line. We'll 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 determine. We'll figure out another bet there. All right. Number one, Alabama travels to LSU. Alabama is a So, they 20- don't want to play Washington, but they'll play Coastal Carolina? Apparently, it was more than just playing them, though. Apparently, there was a lot of stuff that Washington expected of them. Apparently, Washington could have changed it last minute and played a Pac-12 opponent. So, apparently, there's more to it than just that. I don't know the whole situation. Mm. Yeah, Um, That's all the SEC games this week. Funny that Alabama's a 29.5 point favorite after LSU wins the national championship last year. Gross. That's hilarious to me. All righty. Let's go over to the top 25 uh, besides the SEC matchups. Number 25, Louisiana is playing App State. App State's favorite in that one. Not touching it. Ohio State, number four, Ohio State takes on Michigan State. Michigan State got a big win last last week, right? I think I took the over in the Louisiana Appalachian State game. 52? Is that what you got it at? Yeah. Then you've got number 15, Oklahoma State, traveling to TCU. We don't bet big 12 games. That's a big rule. It's a mm-hmm. big rule. Yep. Western Carolina travels to number 17, North Carolina. Rice goes to number 21, Marshall. This game, we mentioned it. Liberty at number 18, Coastal Carolina, maybe. Coastal Carolina, 11-point favorites, not playing the line. Money line, though, guys. Next one, number two, Notre Dame. Welcomes in Syracuse. I haven't played an over. I haven't locked an over-under yet, but I think I'm going to lock in the over. I don't think. I know it. I'm going to lock in the over. 51. 51 and a half, excuse me. Lock it. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to win. I think they're going to score the majority of the points. They'll get that. They'll they'll hit over 52. Didn't they lose didn't they didn't y'all lose the over under last week, North Carolina? Yep. Notre Dame and North Carolina after scoring 28 mm-hmm. points in the first quarter. No, that that hits. Well, I took the spread. Oh, you took the spread. Okay. Yeah, yeah someone took the over under though and it didn't hit after scoring 28 points in the first quarter. Yeah. That was hilarious. Uh, West Virginia travels to number nine, Iowa State. Again, don't bet on the Big 12. We're not talking about it. Number 12, Indiana travels to number 16, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Number 19, Iowa travels to Illinois. Number 24, Tulsa goes to Navy. Stanford at number 22, Washington. Oregon, number 23, Oregon goes to Cal. Or, yeah, goes to Cal. Number 3, Clemson goes to Virginia Tech. Number 10, Miami. Travels to Duke. Baylor travels to number 11, Oklahoma. And number 14, Northwestern, goes to Minnesota. That's all your top 25 games on Saturday. There's a couple good lines in there, a couple good spreads. May want to look at, may, may want to go on Do that Oklahoma State one. It, it, it's a very enticing line. It's two and a half. It's a very enticing line. You know the rule. Oh, my God. I know. I might go bet it. It's very <laughs> enticing. 
It's very enticing. This is why I hate the Big 12. They just pull you back in. Yeah, exactly. Every week. Yep. And they let you down hard. Mm-hmm. Hard. Do we got any matching? Any I think early it's tomorrow. Night? It's tomorrow. Is it Thursday night matching games? Yeah, I think it's tomorrow. Perfect. Get a little Thursday night action going. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Buffalo. Can we bet on... Um, What's his name to go over 300 yards? Jared Patterson? Yeah. Can we bet on him to go over 300 yards? I hope so. Let's do it. I want that same game parlay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I got him scoring three touchdowns for sure. We need to do a college fantasy. Some like whoever has him in college fantasy dominated last week. I wonder how many points he had. Can you? I wonder. I think it might just be power five though. So maybe he wouldn't be in it. I, I still pick him. Still pick him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know like who plays college fantasy. I know some people do. Is it fun? Like, is it? I would think so. I mean, it's fantasy football. I think it's fun. I don't. I don't know. I feel like it's more predictable than NFL maybe yeah I think so too I think what would be harder is getting I think the drafting would be harder number one because it's such a big selection and you don't really know and you want to pick the guys who are going to play the worst defense it's not necessarily the best players so you all big 12 yeah exactly (laughs) like you don't want to you don't want to necessarily pick the best players all the time right because they're not always going to have the most yards it's true so it'd be interesting it'd be interesting All right. speaking of fantasy football NFL Power Rankings. Who you got in the college football playoff? College football playoff? Uh, not Ohio State, because apparently Michigan's going to forfeit. That's hilarious. Stick That's it hilarious. to Michigan. Do what? Or stick it to uh, Ohio I, I know. State. I'm like, that would be the... Ultimate. Most so, hilarious, like, rivalry thing to ever happen. Like, nah, like we're not We suck, you. but we're going to keep you from the college football yeah. playoff. Honestly, I would respect Jim Harbaugh a lot more if he did that. J- Jim John. Jimmy John. Jimmy John. I don't know his name. We argued about this on Sunday. Was it Jim? I think it's Jim. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I think so. John is the Ravens. John's is the Ravens. Who... Didn't help you cover it. Yeah. Butthole. <laughs> um, I've got to think it's Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson. That fourth team. Here's my question. If A&M beats Alabama, they win the SEC. Is it A&M and Alabama in? When do they play? They they've already played, right? Did they? No. Oh, did they? Is that A and M's loss? Yeah, I think so. That's A and M's loss. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Florida beats yes, they did Alabama in the SEC championship. Then it would be. I think Florida and it'd be Florida and Alabama then. Right. So so here's another scenario. What if Notre Dame beats Clemson again, and there's not a single undefeated team? Or a single Big Ten team that can get in. So, so who are you going to put in? A, a so two Clemson, loss. So Clemson's two loss. Clemson's two loss. Right? Is that what yeah. You said? So they'd be out. Yeah, they're out. Then A and M. I feel like could sneak in. Could there be three SEC teams? <laughs> um, I feel like you got to let Cincinnati in then, or BYU. <laughs> yeah, you think one of them gets in over an A and M team? No, I don't. But. I don't, dude. That would be nuts. Yeah, these scenarios could get crazy if Ohio State doesn't get. Dang. What's Northwestern? They've lost one game. Who they who they lose to? Is that the Mich- is that who Michigan State ended up beating this week? Yeah, that's right. That was. I was gonna say they had a big win this week. I just couldn't remember over who. Oh man, they could have got in. Yeah, they just needed to win out. 
Oh, what? If Clemson loses to Notre Dame, it could get really, really interesting. Whereas if Clemson beats Notre Dame, both those teams are probably in. Yeah. Who does... So Northwestern doesn't have to play Ohio State. They beat Wisconsin. I don't. I don't. They're ranked back at fourteen. I don't. I don't see them getting. Was Indiana? Indiana lost Michael Penix Jr. That yeah, sucks. they won't. But they're five and one. So, I I just don't see it happening though. I'm, I'm with you, but man, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's I gonna, mean, you got to put it a a one loss Big Ten team has to get over a one loss SEC team that would be the third team in, right? They wouldn't just put if you if, have if you have another if that one loss was a Big Ten champion maybe, but again, how watered down is a Big Ten? I don't know. With Ohio so, State kind of so, out of so Big the Ten only is. way it gets like real effed up is if Clemson loses, right? That's the only way it gets real crazy because well, then they're out. Okay, but let's look at that. So, do you put Notre Dame in? I think if Notre Dame, if Clemson beats Notre Dame, I think you put. I think they're in. Both of them. I would think so. With the way it's, with the way it's playing out right now, yeah, I would think so. So, what if Ohio State is eligible? Then it's probably Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, depending on how bad the loss is, I guess. But what if Florida beats Alabama? Then they probably get in over Ohio State, and I would think Alabama still makes it. Hmm. But, but Ohio, again, Ohio State's undefeated, though, right? So they would 4-0. get in. They're four and zero, but they may not be eligible. That's the thing. Yeah. But if they are, oh my, they're going to sneak in. It's Ohio I'm sure. State. I'm sure. The yeah, the only way it'll get real effed up is if Clemson loses, because then you'll have two pretty much open spots. See, I think it makes it interesting if. Well, Florida's got to win, too. That would make it interesting. If Florida wins and Clemson wins. But here's the thing. Even if Florida doesn't win and Clemson loses, you're still talking about probably another. You're probably talking about A&M getting in. Because they would still be one Mm -hmm. loss, and their only loss would be to the SEC champion. Right. But, but like, if Florida wins, they would be an SEC championship. And a one-loss team. Alabama would not be a champion, but they would be just a one-loss team. So they'd be on probably on the same as they'd be on the same as Notre Dame, right? So I think they so would you'd have to pick Alabama. That's easy. I think it's easy for the playoff. Dang. I could be wrong. I think it's easy. For I the mean, playoff committee. I, I I agree with you. I'm just saying that like there's going to be a lot of talk about that. Yeah, I agree. I so I just I I root for chaos. I talked about this the other day. Yeah. I root for okay. chaos, so I really, really... we don't have to make the decision. No, I really, really want Clemson to lose now. And we're, we're not getting screwed out of it. <laughs> exactly. That would be the most... So, I need Ohio State to be ineligible for the playoff and Clemson to lose. So, there's two wide-open spots, and it'd just be mass chaos. That's what I'm rooting for. Three SEC teams. What if Oklahoma gets a sneak in somehow, some way? Uh, they lost, Who'd they lose to? Kansas State? Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. Couldn't even cover ten points for against. So shut is out the Pac-12 out of it? They're out of it, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm gonna say Oregon could maybe sneak in. Uh, I mean, they're ranked at 23 on the college football playoff, but they're three and one. Like they've only played four games, 
So I don't think there's possible. Oregon? Yeah. They've lost one? Yeah. Who'd they lose to? Oh, they lost to Oregon State. That's the right. Beavers. The, the Civil Civil War or whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> College football's nuts. I love it. I love it. All NFL right. power rankings. NFL power rankings. Let's number, get it. Number one. Pittsburgh. I'm going Chiefs. Pittsburgh, you suck. You're just mad because they lost your money. Right? They did. I just, it, it, they just look so unimpressive. I, I agree. I don't disagree. I went with them because win, baby, win. I had the Chiefs there already, so I just didn't. I did too because I doubted Pittsburgh last week. Kind of expected them to maybe lose twice since last seeing you or doing this, and they just keep winning. I got Pittsburgh number two. I have the Chiefs at number two. Sorry. Number three. Number three, this spot was, first off, I think three through five. I'm like, mm, really iffy about it. I'm like, I feel like you can put anyone there. I think I had the Packers here last week. I'm gonna go with the Saints. I'm, I feel like they've just gotten better now, and they're gonna when Drew Brees comes back, they're gonna be better too. Yeah, I got the Saints there as well. Um, yeah, they're only gonna get better. Yep. And then I've got Packers at four. I got the Titans at four. Okay, put I like it on it. the Colts. I like it. I like it. Derrick Henry just freaking on the Colts. <laughs> Old man in the locker room. In, yeah. On just I like freaking it. dropping it on them. I like it. All right, so who do you have at number five? I got the Packers. You got the Packers? Okay. I was curious if you put the Bills in there or not. I, I've got the Titans at number five. The Bills, The Bills. I want to put them in there. I just... It's understandable. I mean, they, they look pretty good against the Chargers, but they also gave up that freaking Hail Mary at the end. It was just like it was... And then they gave up a Hail Mary to... The Cardinals that they should have won that game. It's just like they should. You're right. They should have won that game. Yeah, 100 percent should have won that game. So yeah, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not completely sold on them right now. That's fair. I want to be. I you want? Oh, you you're, you want to be Bill? You're Bill's mafia guy. Huh? Yeah, I, I want to be, but I just can't. Okay. All right. All right. They almost lost my parlay. I, I had a big parlay, but they they did it for you. Barely. Barely. Like, it was 4th and 27, they let Justin – it was from the 50, and they let Justin Herbert throw it all the way to the two-yard line. Oh, if they, yes. If they yeah, would have yeah, scored, yeah. I would have yeah. lost. Yep. Yep. Uh, West Virginia's beating Gonzaga 35-31, uh, 135 left in the first. Oh, wow. I had Gonzaga covering tonight. It was 8.5. 8.5. Yep. I had Gonzaga covering. Going to take a big second half there. All right. Jumbotron. Got some breaking news in the NBA. Rockets trade Russell Westbrook to the Wizards for John Wall and a first-round pick. John Wall, wow. I can't believe they traded him. I don't know. It's pretty shocking. All right, Jumbotron. Jumbotron. So, if you were a big-time recruit and you had three official visits, not to Tennessee. Uh, first off, I wouldn't be taking one to Tennessee right now. <laughs> right now, no. So, be clear about that. Where would you go? First one, I feel like this is like, I'd go to USC. Well, is USC still like it was when Pete Carroll was there? Like, do famous people show, show up to practice randomly? Snoop Dogg. Like Vince Vaughn and, yeah, Snoop Dogg is showing up to practice still? I don't know. Maybe. It's in LA. I'm sure they show you a good time. Uh, I think it was Carson Palmer has a pretty crazy recruiting visit story. So, I'm going USC. Okay. Mine would be uh, Penn State. I'd love to see a game at night. Well, at happy Penn Valley State. action. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be cool. 
Okay. Well, you went way more like college football things. I'm like, show me a good time. Oh, my next one's a good time. Is it? Mm-hmm. My next one's Miami. Okay, that'd be a good time. It'd be a great time. <laughs> It'd be a fantastic time. Uh, I kind of thought about Miami. But I also thought, like, I'd probably never end up going there after the visit. <laughs> like, <laughs> my parents would be like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one's LSU. Yeah, that would be a fun one. It'd be a great time. Do you have a, like, which game would you try to go to? Like, like I want to come in this week. Alabama. Yeah. That's that's kind of what my next At night? Is. Just a game at night. I'm like, it, that, do, it doesn't really matter. I just want to see a game there at night. It'd be yeah. Fun. That's kind of my next one. Um, I think I'd prefer to go to Ohio State, but I would prefer, like, I'd want to pick a game, and I'd want it to be, like, Ohio State-Michigan. That'd be fun. But I would also enjoy going to Michigan versus Ohio State at the big house. Like, that'd be cool. So, like, either horseshoe or big house, but I want to see that rivalry. Obviously, it'd be nice if Michigan could start competing. But yeah, haven't to this point. I feel like they get in a fist fight every pregame, every year. It's like, where, why are you on the field at the same time? Well, I, I don't remember if it's at it's at the big it, house or the it, horseshoe. It like they there's one they of meet. them. Well, one of them to get to the visitor locker room, you have to or home locker, past. you have to. Yeah, I'm like, who designed that? Shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's like they have to walk on the field past like, so like. If that's your half, and this is my half, my locker room's over there. So I've got to walk through your half to get to my locker room. Oh, man. I don't remember which field it's at. I'm just like, that's a terrible design. I think it's Michigan, because I think I I saw a video today. It's so stupid. And it was like, they opened a door, and you could see the the Ohio State players walking. I'm just like, can we not build a locker room on the other side? Who opened the door? (laughs) What kind of moron opened the door? Oh, yeah, just you're just asking for it at that point, which I guess that makes the rivalry great. Then Michigan gets the shit beat out of them, so is yeah. it really that great? So I guess it, you're competitive before the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, My next one, this is tough for me, because like, a lot of people are like, yeah, maybe Clemson. No, not Clemson. I want to go see some stupid rock and walk down a <laughs> hill. It's dumb. And they freaking... They have um, to bust to it from the other side of the stadium. And it's like, you just beat Chattanooga by 45 and everybody's storming the field. That's actually... Well, I think it's a cool tradition because it reminds me of high school football. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I think storming, at least at that level, should probably be safe for big games and big games only. Yeah, maybe COVID fixes that. They, I mean, I assume they haven't been allowed to storm. <laughs> I, don't I, don't, I have no idea. It's just not hitting Clemson. Dabo Swinney won't let it. <laughs> I think it hit Clemson. I think he had them all just kiss each other in fall camp and get it. Okay, good yeah. for him. Yeah. So. Get that three months of just exactly. COVID-free. Yep. Yeah, good for him. No, also Notre Dame. So your, your three were Penn State, LSU, and... So this, was, this one was... I, I want to go... The Big 12 isn't great, but I think it'd be fun to see the, the Red River rivalry. Yes, that would be. So I, I think I'd want to go. They a neutral site, though, don't they? I thought they did. They do. Yeah. They do. That's true. So I'm sure they still host visits, but. Probably Oklahoma. I just yeah. think Oklahoma, Oklahoma would be a cool place. Texas would, too, but I think. Texas probably would be a great visit, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. So, yeah, e- either one of those. Yeah. So, yeah, so the Red is it always 
Is it always a... I don't know how the Red River, ro- Red River rivalry works. It's terrible. Terrible Not to sure. say. Yep. All right. Stupidity is an epidemic. Stupidity. I got Barstool Virginia said, I literally don't think we're going to lose a game. Talking about their basketball team. Well, you guys lost me if parlay your first night. So. Yeah. UMass... Is it Lowell? Lowell? Lowell. It's L-O-W-E-L-L. Oh, no clue. Lowell? Sure. Lowell? Yeah, UMass Lowell beat San Francisco 76-68. The next game, San Francisco beats Virginia 61-60. to You ever heard of UMass Lowell? No. Me either, but they beat the team that beat Virginia. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Barstool, like... You lost. Yeah, bad tweet. Yeah. Bad tweet. You can't do that the very first of the season. No. Who was it that DK Metcalf said, came up to him before the game and said he would never be a Megatron? Who Or never be Megatron? Who said that? It was the defensive coach. Oh, my God. Okay, so stupidity on him because he said, well, apparently DK did the whole Michael Jordan thing, like made up what he said. He didn't actually say that. Mm-hmm. But the coach came out and said that he actually said, you're not Megatron yet. But you'll get there. Well, Megatron, through his uh, first 27 NFL games, had 95 receptions for 1,600 yards, almost 1,700, and 11 TDs. DK Metcalf has 116 receptions for almost 2,000 yards, 1,939, and 16 TDs. So, is Megatron not DK Metcalf yet? I, I don't know. Some people are saying that. I just thought it's we should talk about it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I love it. I just thought that was funny. That's a good point. I didn't know that. I just love that the guy, I love that uh, DK went total Michael Jordan there. Just like, yeah, he up. came up to me before the game and told me I'd never be Megatron. Jim <laughs> like, Schwartz. I never said that. <laughs> it, it, it was Jim Schwartz who made the remark. Gotcha. It's like, I never said that. <laughs> yeah. Can't do that. Um, my next one is Peter Burns. Oh, yeah. This is going to be good. Peter Burns said Vanderbilt is a top five SEC job. Top five in the state of Tennessee? <laughs> I mean, maybe. He could have maybe made a case for like in the SEC East. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I, I don't either, but at least I you could it, make a little bit better argument than the whole entire SEC. Right. I think it might be number five in the state of Tennessee. Probably is. Think probably Memphis. <laughs> UT Martin. Chattanooga. Ooh, ETSU. Tennessee Vanderbilt. You forgot UT Martin. I Carson did. Newman. Tennessee Tech. MTSU. Tennessee Tech, yeah. Austin P. Yeah, I left out some good ones. Tennessee State. Maryville College. <laughs> Sewanee. Oh. They used to be in the SEC. Yeah. That's important to note. It's terrible. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Bethel? I forgot about Bethel. Uh, Cumberland Cumberland Is that in Kentucky? Cumberland University is in Tennessee. The University of the Cumberlands is in Kentucky. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Milan thing. You just yeah. don't like the way it looks. That's all I got for stupidity. That's all I've got, too. 
Guess that's it. And probably us for even entertaining Tennessee sports this week when we're going to get our brains beat in by Florida. It's going to be fun. We're going to have our keys to the game. Oh, God, we are. <laughs> Appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, we will have our keys to the game on Saturday. We'll be back on Sunday to recap it. Maybe in a better – I mean, hey, I'm a Tennessee guy, so maybe in a better mood. Hey. I'll leave some hope out there. Everybody will be in a better mood if Sprinkle 15's at quarterback. I, I agree with that. Put him in number 16. Ooh. Put some real pressure on him. <laughs> yeah. If he didn't have enough, yeah, put some more on him. Yeah, exactly. Thank you guys again for listening. We, we really do appreciate it. Uh, make sure you check out all our shows, um, all our content on Volunteer Roadshow, and uh, more underscore issues on Twitter. The end isn't in, like it isn't in sight, but no, it's not. We do have basketball to look forward to in a week, so look forward to that. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.